0: Thank you so much for for joining me on the podcast um I feel a little bit lost even though it's s- supposed to be my podcast because uh I I did this with Lane Anderson for the first year and yeah. uh he's yeah. such a huge part of it so yeah. now I'm kind of like I think I just used to show up like I've explained it a lot <laughs> so I kind of have an agenda here that I'll reference so we we kind of stay on track but just I wanted to start by just reiterating the purpose of the podcast and it's purpose of my business. And it's, you know, my whole, my whole why is just that business should be a really amazing experience. It should be freeing. It should be fun. It should be profitable. Um, And I think a lot of business owners struggle. Oh, especially right now. Um, So the whole point of this is to make business better um, because I think business should be, it should be awesome. And uh, so more profit, more freedom, more happiness in business. And so when I uh, got to hear you talking on the women's entrepreneur group that we're a part of, I was just like, Mm -hmm. oh, I have to have, I have to have her join me, Uh, especially right now because I just think the work that you're doing is really amazing. So do you want to tell us a little bit about you and like maybe your history
1: and what you do? Yeah, no, for sure. So this is like a fairly new journey for me. I'm, I'm, I keep saying that I'm just getting out of a career in construction, but it was really last October. So it feels pretty fresh, even though those overlapped for a long period of time. Um, But yeah, I became a, it's called a Robbins Madonnas trained coach. And so it's a life coach training that is through Tony Robbins and Chloe Madonnas is her name. She's very, she's not as well known as Tony is, but the two of them got together in the early it was kind of like the mid nineties and they did a lot of work together. And so a lot of her training is based on family therapy, relationships, psychology, like a really deep knowing in in that. And Tony really brought that to life through a bunch of his seminars. And so um, that was really my training that sparked this business, even starting because I really took the training because I was trying to kind of um, teach myself in a way I was more seeking and by the time I was done, it was like, oh my gosh, I have to share this information with the world because it transformed my life in ways that I can't even explain. Because I don't know if I fully understand. It's kind of like you have to wrestle with some things for a while before you have that total understanding to to really share it. But But yeah, so I like to meet with people in groups and one-on-one to just... Help them figure out why they're doing the things they're doing and how to really grab on to those things that they're seeking. So, awesome.
0: Yeah, we uh, we started an interesting conversation before we went live or before we started the podcast that I was kind of uh, saying, oh, let's start and then talk about this because I find it so, um, I guess, interesting. You're you said a lot of people hate Tony Robbins and and I've experienced that too and I've he was one of the first uh personal development authors speakers that I ever came across so mm-hmm. I've been to all of his trainings and I when he was doing his trainings I was like saying what he was going to say before he said it because I watched all of his YouTube videos you know I have all of his books and um he is very polarizing you know like you said he's very in your face and I remember actually we were even emailing today right and I said mm-hmm. uh I remember this part in the training and he is so huge and he was like a meter away from me and he basically (laughs) was like, he was like, yeah, share this with your friends and family. He's like, but if you steal it and you teach it to someone, i will effing sue your ass. And he was like, not kidding at all. And he said the actual F word.
1: Yeah, totally. uh,
0: Yeah. So he, he's got some enemies. I think everybody who's sort of uh, famous does, but I think Mm -hmm. what he teaches and changes that I've seen it make for people are just amazing so the fact you get to do that for a living all the time uh
1: that's I'm so jealous yeah Yeah. no for sure and you know the thing about Tony is like even if you have you seen his I'm sure you have on Netflix I'm not your guru right and so it's like even that like people who watch that that maybe haven't really fully experienced that it's just like holy cow like this guy is so intense he is like the top he's like People don't realize the athleticism,
0: the fitness, the health, the extreme lengths. Like mm-hmm. it when uh, when we were in Amsterdam last spring. I went with a really cool friend. Um, she I'm so glad. She's the, the reason I went to the business mastery course. And he was, um, the, the the session he taught before us, he was in a wheelchair, I guess, for the whole thing. And, you know, it's like, mm. what is it, four, like, 15-hour days? It's insane. Yeah. And he was, well, I think he, he had some like, mercury poisoning. Yeah. Yeah. And he, like, passed <laughs> it when he was running, and he, like, lost a third of his blood, something crazy. So he shouldn't have been yeah. alive. And he was, like, up there dancing and, like, jumping around and, like, just being so passionate and so and, – and he's – I don't know. I think he's amazing. Uh, do I agree with, like, everything he says, everything he's ever done? No, but n- no one's perfect. And uh, and for me, like, if I hadn't gone myself, I wouldn't be sticking up for him and I wouldn't be, like, on Team Tony. I wouldn't be like, ah oh, you know, but my mom and I went. And I think my mom was 61 when we went and we went to San Diego. And we did the whole – like, you know, all the stuff they do at uh, UPW, Unleash mm-hmm. the Power Within. So mm-hmm. There's like lots of heavy stuff, you know, like going back and remembering things and like reframing beliefs, things like that. I think we talked about the human needs, but the thing that really blew me away, like I thought I believed in the stuff he was teaching until the, the fire walk or whatever he called it. And I was like, oh, hell no. I'm going to the hotel. <laughs> it was like one thirty in the morning. We'd been there since like, I don't know, eight in the morning. And my mom is like, cheering she's like we're gonna do this and he's like you know the whole thing about like if you really believe that your feet won't get burned your feet won't get burned and I'm like okay here's the line like you're good you know but you're not that good I'm not walking in that crap and uh, my mom convinced me to stay and she was like cheering the whole time and there's just like thousands of people lining up and then I remember getting to like right in front of it and they're like, you ready? And I was like, no. And then I just like, don't remember. And then I got to the other side and then my knees like buckled because I was like, Holy crap. I just walked on that. And then my mom was like, still cheering. And I was like, what just happened? So, and my feet did not get burnt. Like nothing happened to my feet. And so I don't know, like he's, he's, he's so powerful. The stuff he teaches is so powerful. And so I wanted to get you on here and just even like, I know we're only going to talk about the human needs, but. Mm -hmm. i think saying only the human needs is the wrong way to frame it because it's so powerful like you you talk it's it's making it's why we're doing things and if if Mm -hmm. we learn from you tonight we hear what you have to say and or today whenever people are listening um we can actually change our lives change our results change things because we understand the motivation i guess is that how you would put
1: it yeah and I think you know the the thing that it was just really eye opening to me is it really puts into language all of these things that are they just live in our subconscious it's like we we do things and then we're just like oh my gosh why do i do that every time and you know it just it really wow. brings things out and puts it into words where you're like yeah i can put my finger on that and yeah. uh you know i think that I mean, me, for sure, like, I don't have that awesome of an imagination, and and, um, as a little kid, I think all of us were told to not ask why. You know, like, like, what's the most annoying thing that kids do is they're like, why, why, why? I'm like, <laughs> I said no. Yeah, because I said so. <laughs> or like, if you ask why one more time, I'm going to lose it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and so we're really conditioned. Like we are, we are conditioned and programmed to not ask why. And I think that some of the, our greatest answers in life come from questioning what we're doing especially when that thing shows up for you over and over and over again and And it's not good right like it's something bad yeah yeah it's something that maybe is destructive or something that like you think is maybe not destructive but after the seventh time it's happened in a different form you're like Holy cow! Like, do I really have to go through this again? <laughs> and yeah. I think something that's incredible about life, and and this is you know words straight from Tony mouth, is, Tony's mouth, is that if you have pain, you will have that pain until you grow. Like, like pain is a sign for growth, and human culture has taught us, if you have pain, I have something for you. Like, come over here. Like, we're going to make this away as soon as possible. And um, whereas, you know, the six human needs, which these are totally Tony's. And and if you guys want to go in deeper, you can Google them. Or there's a great book that that Chloe actually wrote. Um, It's called Relationship Breakthrough. And she goes through in real depth all of the six human needs and how they apply to our relationships, which, oh my gosh, like talk about like marriage breakthrough. When you read these things, and you know, um, I'll just zip through the the needs really quickly. Um, certainty is one of them. So, like, that's just comfort. You know, we want to know that we have a house to sleep in, and all of those things. And then, you know, the irony is, is that variety is the next one, right? Like, if every day was the same, like we can only do like S S D D every day, like same shit different day. We can only do that so often. Um, before we get really bored and life is not good anymore, we find something else. Um, the next one is significance and that's just, we all want to feel like we're unique. There's something special about us and you know, we can, we can get that in all kinds of different forms. That's where competition is born from being better than other people. That's why we cut people down to feel better about ourselves. Like that's in and I really, I guess that I'll circle back to that one because that's, that was a huge revelation for me, um, is, is figuring out how I achieved significance. Because significance is usually in direct competition with connection, which is the cool. next one. So, um, and so those are really your four top needs. And no matter what, we will fill those. <laughs> and I love talking to people about this because, you know, my clients will be like, yeah, you know, Bonnie, totally, I definitely have a need for variety. And I was like, I know, that's what I just told you. No matter what, (laughs) like like everyone has this need for variety. Like we we do. But the point is, is that we usually have two that drive us the most. We want two, we usually pick two that we are going to get met at a really high level. And then the other ones we kind of just, you know, will fill with smaller things. Um, So those top four are really key you know, always we will be doing something to meet those four. But then the next two needs are really needs of your spirit. And I think that this was, you know, just one of the greatest gifts that Tony could say is to have any fulfillment in your life, you have to be growing is a need, and you need to be contributing. And those are needs of the human spirit is... We need to be learning and we need to be expanding ourselves in our world and we need to be giving back in some capacity. And and that's just really what, what makes people happy. And, uh, so, you know, it's, it's this shift because, because, you know, I can sit down and say, oh my gosh, okay. So if I focus on love and connection, contribution and growth, I'm going to have a really fulfilling life. That's so easy to say but it's a totally different thing to live it because usually how we operate is not necessarily always how we say we want to show up. Right. And so when, cause, cause for me, and I think that everybody goes through different phases of life. You have a phase where significance is really important to you. And that's when, you know, you're young and you're in high school and you're trying to figure out who you are and, and where you fit in the world. And, you know, in your early twenties, you're trying to, uh, support yourself on your own. You you want to you want to prove that you can survive on your own and and have your own job and your own place and all this stuff. And so I think significance and and even the significance of being able to create your own certainty is something that everybody strives for. But then you hit this other phase of your life where if you don't get out of that, if you don't kind of move out of that channel to turn towards love and connection and contribution. You just get really frustrated and 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 i mean that's where i was in my life because significance erodes away love and connection because you're constantly competing you're constantly competing with people instead of connecting with them you're focusing on what it what what is different about you and how no like well nobody could possibly understand me and my problems right i'm really unique and we don't connect with other people because we don't relate with them. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of, that's kind of how the needs all work and and really unpacking what drives you the most. And like for me, like I did a whole career essentially seven years in construction and, and in that I started my own business that lasted like seven months and then I quit but it was all for significance and in the end when I quit it was because my wife was like you're either going to quit this business or we're going to get a divorce (laughs) so I'm like okay I'm choosing love and connection (laughs) and I'll be an example it's good (laughs) and so that's where it's like you know significance has been important to me I feel like in society but I feel like there's always been this under love underlining drive for connection but those become this, like, force of, like, you know, so I'm, like, always holding resent- resentment towards my wife because she she made me close my business, quote, unquote. She didn't make me close it. Like, I could have probably got a business coach and figured out how to freaking run it without working 16 hours. days. not pay her to say that. <laughs> but, but it's true, you know? Like, that was the thing. But that would have taken away my significance. So if if I wow. couldn't have done it all on my own then I wouldn't have been significant enough. You know, I had to build this thing on my own and I couldn't hire anybody because everybody was idiots compared to me. Nobody could do as good a job as me. Like, you I know, think everyone's I mean, going to have to pause this. Quite a <laughs> like, I'm
0: like, I'm like, Whoa, I need to let that one sink in. Like, wow. Um Can I ask a question about the, you were ahead. talking about the, everyone has top two. So mm-hmm. that there's, significance and love and connection and then certainty and uncertainty or variety. Mm-hmm. Is it one of each of those pairs or is it just any two of the four that people have as their top
1: two? Any two, anybody can have any two people can, people can hold growth and contribution as their highest. And, and somebody like Tony, you can straight up tell by the way he lives his life, like growth and contribution are and connection are like, boom, those, then that's how he lives. Right. And so, so and it, it can, you can hold those above. Yeah. But the trick is, is that things like certainty can hold you back. If you have to have a certain level of certainty before you'll go out and grow, right. You have to have this certain amount of safety before you'll go and grow. Then that can, can kind of put it, it can put a lid on what you can do. So yeah. it's figuring out how you can derive certainty from having faith in yourself. From having trust in your team from having trust in yourself and what you know so can you choose your like can you be intentional about the two that are your top or do you just you're like that's what you that's what you are so you have to learn to live with this sort of thing Mm -hmm. and and so you can choose you know we can use our conscious thought to choose but then we have to recognize that typically if we get in a situation where we're under stress and we're not usually when we're in fight or flight (laughs) we're not using our conscious thinking we're gonna show up in what we're programmed to show up as. And so I'm very much in this phase where it's just like, man, I am not showing up how I want to show up right now. And so now I can apologize, like to my kids, for example, you know, I can go back and and apologize and make amends and then try to choose something differently, you know, because we're all kind of running these patterns and these triggers. And, but that's this whole process as well It's like figuring what triggers me to show up as angry right now or what triggers me to show up as cutting this other person down right now like why why am I feeling that my significance is threatened right now? you know so yeah. how can i how can I kind of shift that to to do what i I need to do So is there any way people can figure it out on their own like if they're listening to this right
0: now, is there anything that we can you can not me <laughs> like still learning with no, everyone here. for sure. Uh, but is there, there anything you can kind of give them or like questions you can ask them or sort of homework you can give them for them to kind of figure it out like uh if i was super brave i would just say like let's figure out mine but that sounds pretty scary <laughs> it sounds pretty uncertain to me but yeah do you want to do that we can do that <laughs> if you want or you can just give everyone like an assignment
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And, and, you know, I think too, as people, we all have blind spots. So I, I talk to my wife, we, we both talk about it a lot. And and we read books together because she has this like incredibly opposite personality as me. Like we have a lot of the same values, but she just has, and she had a totally different upbringing than I did. You know, I was very much raised to be an achiever, and she was just raised to just be and love and just you know be free. <laughs> and so, <laughs> we are very different and and unpack these in totally different ways. So, um, I would highly recommend to talk to someone that you trust and and know and you can be honest and be yourself with. Um, and and it, you know, if you don't have someone like that, that's kind of where a coach comes in because. Yeah they can just be this third party listening and not judging. You know, when yeah. we feel as though someone's judging us, we can't be our true self. We can't. And and then it's really hard to unpack. Um, because we don't have enough certainty to share our true self was going to allow that growth to happen. Um, so, so really, if you, if you take it and you say, what has to happen in order for me to feel certain what has to happen in order to make me feel safe? What what do I do when I'm bored, right, that's, that's variety talking, it's like, when I'm really bored, what do I do, I go to the pantry, like, I want to eat, it's like, and I'm not sure if that was born from, like, grade two, when we had, like, scented markers, that like, smelled like candy, or if that came from, like, college, when it was, like, if I just eat, I don't have to study, like, I'm not sure where that came from, but, but, like, that's, you can actually almost satiate every darn need you have with food and variety is mine. Yeah. Especially, um, I was going to say security. Is it
0: certainty? Like, or no, it's love and connection. Like when you're feeling bad for yourself, you're like, I'm just going to treat myself and have like this whole thing of ice cream. Is that love and connection?
1: Mm-hmm. And I so remember some even, of this. And even what you're saying. So like, I'm going to feel really bad for myself and have this ice cream. So even self-pity when we get in this place of self-pity that's connecting with yourself that's that's having oh. compassion and connection with yourself and so it's this kind of just this big you know when we do something and and this is where i think the real power is when we do something that meets three or more of our needs we are addicted to it at some level okay and so, so what are Let's talk about some examples of
0: that. Like, I, I, I want to share an example, but I don't know if it's right. Because my one of my mentors, she's like, sometimes I'll come to her and I'll be like, oh, everything is just, and she's like, oh, was life just like too good for you? And I'm like, what? she's very sarcastic. She loves making fun of me as she coaches me. It's really fun. To us. <laughs> um, she's like, your marriage is great. Your fitness is great. Your health is great. Your business is great. And she's like, just had to blow it all up, eh? Like, had to so sabotage would,
1: something. Yeah,
0: I would like right? start a fight with my husband over the stupidest thing. And she would just laugh at me. And then I'd be like, she, and she'd be like, well, what was happening before? You know, you sort of tried to blow everything up. And I'm like, well, everything was great. And she's like, oh, okay. So so that is that like a need for variety?
1: Yeah, it can be a need for variety. It can be a need for connection. And it can even be a need for significance. Like, And, and this kind of sounds crazy, but like if we, some of us, like we don't have a problem to solve, we have no purpose. Like if we don't have a problem to solve, like sometimes that's where our significance comes in.
0: Mm.
1: Or sometimes it depends. There's usually in a relationship, there's usually like a problem solver and a problem haver. And that's like what makes the relationship work oh and my together. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, if, if you don't have a problem, like let's create one because because then it's giving us something to do. Now I'm significant and now I'm getting love and connection because I'm fixing you or you're fixing me or whichever way it goes. Right. And so those are three things right there. Variety, you know, significance, love, and connection. And, you know, a lot of, and, and it's, it seems kind of silly, but a lot of us derive significance from having people show up for us or us being able to show up for other people, you know, and, and like even, even emotional states like depression and anxiety, people can get addicted to being depressed because they sit there and they have such a significant sadness and such a significant problem that, they're unfixable, nobody can help them, and, and they derive all the power. We, like, and I shouldn't say weakness, but despair is one of the most powerful things you can have. You can- like Hopelessness? Yeah, hopelessness. People will show up for that more than they will show up to cheer you on. If you're crossing the finish line on a marathon, how many of your friends are gonna come? If you just lost your mom, how many friends are gonna come? Oh, wow, yeah. Right. So. so
0: I've got to ask this because my I'm like, I'm getting this feeling of overwhelmment, which I think is how you out of significance now that you talk about anxiety. Um, but this happens to me a lot when I'm learning, especially with Tony Robbins material or um, like when I took some psychology back in school, which I quit because it was too overwhelming for me. But when you you put up all or you sort of give these theories or these models or these uh, like frameworks of looking at myself or others. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like there's all these things swimming around and we could just constantly be analyzing our thoughts and our actions.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So it's like to the point where my brain is always trying to analyze it rather than just like being. So what's the balance or what's the, how is this supposed to work? You just like assess it once in a while. And then you're like, okay, well, now that I know this, I can you know maybe share it with my spouse and then avoid bad habits. Or are you just constantly like, right now, are you like, oh, I know
1: what hers are, and oh, and then you're like, oh, look, I'm doing mine. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, it's like this constant. <laughs> yes, and oh my god, if you talk to my wife, she would be like, yes, that's what she does. It is so freaking annoying. Like, I just want to sit down, and she's, and like, you know, this pre-COVID-19, but like, we're at a restaurant, and like, we just want to have supper, and now you're trying to evaluate what the freaking waitresses' <laughs> needs are. Like, oh my god. <laughs> And so, um, but it's, it's funny because, and and I'm not that crazy all the time. Usually when, when I kind of get on a kick, I, I will go into it. But, um, I definitely, I, I have used it in this sense of right now, I am really trying to connect and get this perspective of where everyone sits in my family. And where, where they, because I think that there's so many answers in our childhood, so many answers of, of who we truly are and who we adapted into being from from really young. And so I'm really trying to go back and figure out what my mom's needs were when, when we were young and what they are now and what my dad's were and what they are now and where my sister was and my grandparents and all these things, because I think that that really helped shape me. And it gives a lot of understanding, I think. I think that the more we can look back and have compassion for the people who raised us, you know, because two years ago, I just looked back and blamed them (laughs) for everything. Um, Even though, you know, I had a great child that I'd really have nothing to complain about, but there's those perceptions of, well, maybe they should have pushed me more. Maybe I would have, you know, achieved more if they would have pushed me harder or believed in me more or whatever. And, it's kind of really silly, but I definitely did that. I went through a huge phase in my life where I blamed my parents for everything. And and I actually, like, that's exactly right. Like, I should give them credit for everything because, you know, they obviously gave me life and raised me to to do everything that I'm capable of doing. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of, I don't know. I go through phases of of how I use it.
0: Well, you didn't help me at all, because now I'm thinking about my family and their needs.
1: <laughs> As you were saying, I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, no.
0: I think your wife and my husband need to start a support group because <laughs> he struggles with a lot of the same things. Yeah.
1: It's, uh, For sure. Um, so,
0: I guess do you do free sessions if people are looking for somebody like is the first session free sort of thing
1: yeah I do yeah I do just
0: because I just think a lot of people aren't going to be able to do this with somebody you know mm-hmm. um because especially we did that I don't I think it was just called relate maybe it was called relationship breakthrough no that's the book I don't know the course from Tony Robbins but it's so old school it was like not even adapted for an app and we had to watch it on can't even remember we had to watch it on a computer I can't remember but it was amazing stuff like both of us were just like blown away Mm -hmm. um but I know that for my husband like we're so opposite and he's so amazing he's taught me so much and there's definitely that dynamic that like he pulls out my issues or I pull out his or do you know what I mean so when we go see a counselor together amazing stuff happens but Mm -hmm. if I was to just sit down and be like let me analyze your needs and then you could tell me mine I think some people would be getting offended probably yeah.
1: um
0: so yeah can people reach out to you and do a session with you or or ask you about their needs
1: yeah absolutely for sure i always do a, a free 1 hour session because i know i know that sometimes um reaching out to somebody new can be scary and uh you want to make sure it's a good fit before you know cuz cuz i think too it's even you know, there's people out there who really don't like Tony and would be a total waste of time if everything they said, they're like, ah, that's not true. You know? And, and so really that, that first three hours to just, you know, see if it's going to work out and if we can build on a, a trusting relationship from there. And I think that, that, yeah, it, I think too, to, to, to even just look at your behaviors that you do consistently all the time. Um, Good or bad. Good or bad, right? Good or bad. And it's, it's so, especially if you're trying to, you know, like replace an old habit, right? So say, say every night you sit down and you eat a bowl of ice cream before you go to bed, something I used to do all the time. And so it's like, why am I doing that? Like, is it because I'm addicted to sugar? Well, probably yes. It's like a, a part of it, but it's like, why is that so hard to break? You know, even even people say, well, smoking, like you're not addicted to nicotine, you're addicted to the habit. And it's like, what are these habits that I'm trying to kick or I'm trying to, you know, remove from my life and I just can't seem to do it. And ask yourself, what need is this meeting for me? Like, how is this meeting any of my needs? And I'm, I'm guessing even with coronavirus, tons of people out there are like, "Holy crap! I've picked up so many bad habits <laughs> over over the course of this thing," and it's because as soon as we can't meet our a need in the way that we typically do, we need to fill it up with something else. So as soon as we can't go out and have a good time with our friends, we we sit down and binge watch Netflix and eat popcorn because that's where, you know, gonna connect with the characters on the, tea, on the screen and variety because with this popcorn and, and whatever else. And- um, Oh, you just changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> just wait I need
0: to let this sink in for a second oh I, had, I wanted to stop you so many times today but you just oh you know what I stopped drinking wine every night but for a while there with coronavirus it was literally every night I was having a big glass of wine and I wanted to stop so bad and I couldn't figure it out but it's because my life and my husband's life is usually we're at the gym almost every night and that's where all our friends are that's where, you know, like that, I would meet my trainer there several times a week. He trained like every day and we can't go and we don't see those people. And so I feel like maybe that's what I was doing. And I just, I just quit doing it because I was just like through, just like willpower. I was like, this must stop. Like This is not okay. Uh, And so uh, this would have been a lot easier. I should have called you sooner. (laughs) But thank you. You can go on. I'm so sorry. That was so selfish. But I like I'm like, this is, I need to grab onto this. That's, I hope that helps somebody too. No,
1: for sure. Well, and it. I think that that's, and that's what I mean when I say this puts into language what we're doing. And it's yeah. just like that, why we're doing it? Like, why are we doing it? Um, and it's it's basically just like, okay, here's, I, I keep showing up as this. So like, I, I even have um, a son. I, he's 12. He's my stepson. And we've recently figured out like, him and I are in this huge power struggle. Like we (laughs) are, like it is like, we will argue and my wife will be like, wow, like you just had a pissing match with a 12 year old. (laughs) (laughs) Like, how do you feel? And I was like, good, because I won. Then I'm like, significance, (laughs) like there it is again. But I have this deep belief that parents should be more significant and should be respected by their kids. And it's like is that really true or should parents love and respect and just above everything else like if you put love and connection first you wouldn't have a pissing match with your 12 year old about who's right about a TikTok. like it's just <laughs> <laughs> so yeah this is this is good stuff
0: i want to highlight something that you're really um uh, sort of showcasing for people and, and i think that i i I did it a bit there too, but um, if people, business owners specifically, aren't willing to get vulnerable and ask for help or put up their hand or, you know, don't even have to go for a free session or put up your hand or publicly say that you need help, but start to listen to some podcasts, start to read some books, you know, watch some videos on the way that you think. Um, you have If you haven't done personal development, you have no idea the like the light that goes on you know Mm -hmm. the empowerment the ability to be freaking happy you know and (laughs) joyful and successful i think so many people are just living in this like well that's the way it is no it's not you know Mm -hmm. and i don't want everyone to think like me like just constantly now i'm like oh what is my mom what is my dad What am i what are you (laughs) what are we doing right now What what is this that I don't recommend that to anybody either. Um, but yeah, like you should, you should really open your, open yourself up to this kind of stuff because it makes a massive difference. And for business owners, especially if you can get vulnerable and courageous and work on yourself, then your business just, it'll just blow up. So Mm -hmm. I bet if you try that business again, well, now you have this business, which is probably blowing up, but if you try that construction business now with your new skills and ways of thinking, Hey, I bet it would be,
1: Oh, and you know, the funny thing is, is so, so, and w- when I started this, like I had only, I was a, I was a framer. And so I had only been framing for a year. And so this is just a, the exact example, how significance is ruining your business. I'm going to let you know, right now <laughs> it's, it's this, and, and, oh my gosh, I should really look up who said it because I use it all the time. I don't know this quote, but it's whatever got you to where you are right now is what's it holding is you. Einstein it's what's holding you back from more or something. Yeah, it's probably is. Oh, it. Um, and I used to like, I'm like, that is bullshit. Like what got me here is like hard work, dedication, like passion, all these great qualities. And those are all really great qualities, but That version of you that can break through and figure everything out, and you're so significant, and you're so handy, and you're awesome, and and you can do the accounting, and you can do the marketing, and you can do all of these things. Like, you are a superstar. You are so significant. I was there. (laughs) Sometimes this still ruins my business. I'm not going to lie to you. (laughs) And so – um, but now I'm just aware that it's ruining my business. So that's different. <laughs> I don't think we're helping each other. Not to today. Awareness is the first step. That's even yeah. what they tell people at AA. So it's got to be true. But, um, you know, so, so I used to believe this, that, you know, I didn't need anybody's help. So I had only been a framer for one year. Like I did not even take shop in high school. I did not know how to use a nail gun when I showed up the first day. But one year, boom! I've got all the knowledge. I've done one year of carpentry. I know how to read a blueprint, and I'm gonna frame a house. Oh, and wow. I get to the point where I need to build the stairs, and I'm like, well, crap! Like I never <laughs> built. Stairs. We never built stairs, right? And so um, there's this guy. And, and he built stairs and we just always bought the stairs from him and like he would come and put them in. And so I'm not a planner. We talked about this before. Like I didn't think what was going to happen when I needed the stairs. So, you know, I call Billy the stair guy and I'm like, yeah, I need a set of stairs. He's like, okay, well, it's going to be like three weeks. And I'm like, okay, well, I need this house done like in three days. Like, and he's like, okay, sorry, you'll have to build them yourself. And so I was so proud that I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask anybody for help. I wouldn't, I didn't get anybody. And so I built them myself, right? I just like figured it out. YouTube videos, like built these things. Well, code in California, where the YouTube video is filmed is very different than code in Canada. Right? <laughs> and So I built these stairs. It takes me three full days to build the set of stairs. And then what's great is these stairs are not to code, but they they pass the framing inspection, right? So they pass the framing inspection. So ironically the house gets totally finished. These stairs now have carpet on them, everything is drywalled, but on the final inspection, the building inspector notices that they're not to code. And so everything had to get ripped out. And in, in the end it was like $6,000, right? So that's like a $6,000 of arrogance in not, like really? Like how proud can you be? But going forward. Like I could tell you like, seriously, when I'm talking about like, you will experience pain until you grow. Like I could tell you probably 15 stories that are (laughs) exactly that lesson. Yeah. So, so it's just significance does ruin your business. It, It does. It's gotten you a long ways. You accomplish a lot with it, but at some point it does get in the way.
0: Yeah, I uh, I have a really amazing uh, coach right now, but she calls herself a sales coach. And so before I hired her, it took me a good month to go get over myself enough to be like, I am not a sales expert.
1: Mm-hmm. In
0: fact, I don't even like sales, you know, and like, how can you have a successful business without sales skills? You know, like I get by, I have my, you know, my recommendations and stuff. And I know procedures for sales. And we, you know, there's a lot of good stuff that I do know, but to admit to her that like, hey. Like I, I've never made a sales call in my life, you know, like stuff comes in and then I I work with the people. It's like, that's not, that you're not getting to the next level unless you kind of swallow that. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: You know what, this, this quote that you're talking about, I think it's the title of a book. What got you here won't get you there by Marshall Goldsmith.
1: Well, I should read the book because I remember hearing that and I just was like, that is not true. Like that is not true. And I thought about that. For probably six months before i was like oh, i think i know what that means now i could have just read the book but it was wrong so i was like man eh. <laughs> no it's so true and you're right because
0: i i hit that level years ago and my mentor was telling me over and over again like um being hard on yourself and like how i told you i stopped drinking wine from pure like uh self-control or willpower, like she's like, it doesn't work. It's not sustainable. It's not long-term. Like I would really like beat up on myself and just criticize myself and be like really mean to myself, you know, mean enough that I would just like, okay, I'll do the diet or I'll lift the weight or I'll run another mile or whatever. Right. But she's like that the next level that you want to play at, you're not going to get there by being hard on yourself. You Mm got to change your thinking. So it's totally this concept. What got you here won't get you there. And it, and it's true for everybody because yeah, like you can only go so far on your own. Yeah. That's the whole point of, yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been, uh, it's going to keep me awake tonight. I'll probably be emailing you a lot. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. Um, but this has been amazing. Uh,
1: did you, did we talk about a quick tip? People love those. Oh, I wrote one down when I was thinking about it, but I can't remember yeah. what, what it Satis- is. So you said, talked about
0: satisfying your need for certainty with faith in yourself. Ooh, I'm gonna love this. Tell me, teach us this,
1: please. Okay, yeah. So I, I mentioned it really briefly before, but you know, I think that, uh, like you talk about how to get to the next level, right? And and no matter what, when there is something unknown to us, that's scary, right? Like when we don't, when we can't predict the future. It's scary, but we have this like perception, this lens that we can look at life through. And so it's just like, what's the definition of like anxiety is like afraid of the unknown. Right. And it's just like, well, when we look at that, when we have faith in the unknown, we don't feel anxious. When we have worry about the unknown, that's when we feel anxious. And so when we when we think of what's unknown, what's uncertain to us, whether that's, you know what, taking out a loan to buy a vehicle for your business or hiring, hiring a new person when it's uncertain if they're going to work out or it's uncertain if you're going to be able to sustain having them there. All there's very few things about entrepreneurship that is certain. Um, but once you kind of hit that comfortable level to get to the next level, if you look at it through the lens of having faith in your own abilities and your own tools and your own community that can get you there, then it's not scary. Then it's just a matter of, okay, what do we do? Not, holy crap, can we do this? And so, because we always have that need for certain. It's, it's always going to be there. It's kind of like when, when you talk to people, and you're like, I think I do have a need for variety. <laughs> like, yes, you do. Like, it, but that's the thing is that we all have a need for certainty. And, and that's where like a lot of messaging and personal development is like, no fear, just don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And it's kind of like, okay, well, how do I not be afraid? Because I have this need for certainty. And for some people it's like, okay, if I have, you know, $10,000 just saved over here, now I can go do these risky things over here or, but everybody is different. It's just like, oh, if I've got a $20,000 secured line of credit, now I can go do these things over here. Like everybody has that different level of now that I have this amount of certainty, I can do this. So if we just have faith and trust in ourselves and our team and what we're doing, then we can move forward. If that makes sense. I think it does.
0: Can I say it back to you? and You can tell me if, if you think this is a good example. So I always try to put it into like usable examples for business owners. And, and I think about myself because obviously I own businesses, but also my clients. And when you were talking about uncertainty, you know, being an entrepreneur and how things can be uncertain, I was like, well, no, just make a financial projection, like project the next 12 months. Like then it's, but then in my head, I could hear my clients being like, so what, we just pick numbers and I'm like, yeah. And then we go hit it. And they're like, but how do we like, we're just picking these numbers out of the sky. I'm like, no, you pick the numbers you want to hit. So even as I was thinking that, I'm like, well, that's not certain. We're just picking numbers. We're basically setting goals. Right. Mm-hmm. So I guess, um, if, if we have faith in our ability to figure it out, whether that means getting help from someone else, reading a book or youtube or just like coming up with an idea or your team i guess having faith in your ability to figure it out is that what you're saying because for me like i'm like having blind faith in myself I'm like I don't think I can do that especially during COVID you know what I mean
1: <laughs> yeah and so and so this is like you know when I go back to this story of like I've only been in construction for a year and I'm like I'm gonna go build houses right and so my wife is like she's like Bonnie this is a horrible idea my like, mom told
0: me that when I started my
1: business thank you yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, like don't quit yet I was like I already did <laughs> This is a horrible idea because like, you've never done this by yourself before. How do you know you can do this? And I was just like, oh, I just know that I can. And like, it's just kind of this blind faith. And so then when I get to the stairs and I'm like, shit, I don't know how to do this. It's like, I'm going to figure it out. Right. And so, and, and so how you look back on that and not be so angry at yourself. Cause like, there was this time where I was like, oh my God, you're so stupid. Like, yeah. you, this cost you $6,000. Yeah. But I learned how to build a set of stairs properly and I'll never forget. (laughs) And so it's like, you know what, you either, you, you either pay for education with your money and you learn or you pay with experience. And the only time, the only thing that's a waste is if you don't take that minute to learn it, to, to learn the lesson that has been handed to you. Like I know how to change oil in a vehicle because I've totally blown up an engine by doing it wrong like i've screwed up i've screwed up so many things in my life that you would think that i would start learning first trying second but that's i think that that's part of of this journey that we're on is being able to develop trust in ourselves and what we can do because i don't think that there is there's not really any place that we haven't already been and you can trace that back all the way to oh my gosh, when I like broke the remote control and I was so scared, my dad was going to be mad at me. Like I figured out how to put it all back together so that I wouldn't get in trouble. It's just like, we have all of these teeny experiences and we're just building on them. So it's like, man, like what if I don't hit that sales target? Well, it might be embarrassing or it might not be how you want to look at it, but maybe you have to go get a loan to float you through, or maybe you have to get a business partner to bring on more like it's just it's it you'll up. figure it out yeah the that I'll, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. and then you and then you just start moving and you just start doing the next thing because if if you're waiting for all the answers to be in place you're probably not going to move very far because we just don't have the answers yeah
0: no i really i really like that well, how can people follow you
1: or find you Um, So you can either search up on Instagram, proven progress, or go to Google and type in proven progress, Um, or my name, it's bonnieprovincial.com. It's not spelled provincial, it's spelled Provençal. if you're looking (laughs) for me on the web. But yeah, I love connecting with people on Instagram, direct message me, chat with me, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm very, you know, I feel like and this is probably a limiting belief of mine, as I say it out loud, I don't want people to be afraid to reach out, talk and ask questions. It is literally just like anybody that I can trap in a zoom meeting and talk to for an hour, just like this podcast, it just brings me joy. I love it. So um, reach out and, and especially now, you know, it's it's a really difficult time that that we're going through. And I think that, I think that kind of when we go through these phases of like, boom, like coronavirus hit and everybody went into fight or flight and like, get it done, do, 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 all these things. And then kind of all that adrenaline kind of tips off. And then it's like, okay, now we have to settle in and this is reality. And like, even I'm thinking like, crap, like what if my kids can't go back to school in September? Like I, and it's like, you're kind of starting to process all those things with your logical mind now. So it, it kind of turns into some times where people need to reach out and, and discuss things. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. And, uh, And I'm glad you said that actually, because I feel like a lot of people nowadays, I do up to five free sessions a week too. And I feel like people are scared to take those because they feel like it's going to be a sales pitch. And it's like, no, I legitimately just give these sessions to people as part of my business. And if I meet someone who could be a great client, we can talk about that, but it's not a sales pitch. It's a legitimate free session. So I'm really glad that you said that. Um, And plus you don't want to work with someone who's not a great fit either. So if anyone is hesitant to reach out, yeah, just know that Bonnie and I both are not going to, it's not a sales pitch. It's not like a, it's not an NLP trap where we will will make sure, you know, (laughs) uh, it's, it's a free session and that's where it ends. Um, So I'm on Instagram too, Kelly Ray Tamaki TMH. And then I'm also on LinkedIn, Facebook, Uh, You can just Google Kelly Ray Tamaki, your Teenage Business Coaching and Consulting. And Bonnie, thank you so much. I really hope that both of our audio is on here. Yeah, Um, thanks for having me. This was awesome. Thank you a ton. I appreciate you being on here and and all the people that you're going to help by doing this. Yeah, you're doing amazing work. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. My husband sends his uh, pity. (laughs) He gets it. I don't know what the right word is, but yeah, yeah, he gets her struggle.